0: It's Rhonda Shortino. Thank you so much for joining me for Live, Love, Survive, and Thrive. I know there's lots of other stuff that you could be listening to, but this podcast is for you. It's to help you live an amazing life, the life that you were born to live. It's to help you love, to put your love into action, because that is will change your life and the lives of everyone within your influence. It's to help you survive the tough times and to help you mine the lessons out of everything you go through, especially the most painful stuff that you go through and to use those exact things to thrive. I want to start today off by saying that, um, you know, Jenny and I, and, and everybody else on earth, you know, we've been through some stuff and we're old enough. I'm, I'm not gonna speak for you, Jenny, about old enough. I'm just I can okay. say it. Okay, Me well, I'm, we've been on planet earth long enough to see things work out and to learn some stuff, to walk through some stuff and come out better on the other side. And so the reason that we do this every day um, you know, despite the other obligations that we have, um, you know, some of it. one of us was with Littles last night and, you know, got like three minutes sleep, uh, you know, and so it doesn't, it doesn't matter though what we have to do in order to try to do good in the world. That's what we're trying to do here. I just want, I want people to understand because I think there's a little bit of misunderstanding maybe with some people about what we're doing, what, what we're trying to do. Um, this is not one of those infomercial things where, you know, if you if you stay on long enough uh, and you pay enough money, we're, we're going to wind up giving you, you know, a little tidbit of the goods. And then you have to pay more money in order to get the real thing. Pfft, that's not us. No, we've, we've experienced some pain and we know what it feels like uh, to go through the stuff that we talk about. And, you know, we've succeeded in life. We've created personal and professional success not despite what we've been through, but specifically because of it. That's really the theme of my life. The title of my second book succeed because of what you've been through. And what I try to share with folks, the messages that, that you share, Jenny are, um, it's not the same, but it's synonymous. So I feel like we make uh, synonymous. It's, it's, uh, they're, they're, parallel, they're complementary. So, so I feel like we make a good team, you know, we're trying to help people. But I wanted to start this off today and and just kind of explain that for anybody who's going who are these people and why do they keep showing up you know in our group or you know in on this page or whatever so today we want to talk about feelings of inadequacy feelings of not being enough and so many people feel that way and it's so profoundly sad Jenny and I have both had those feelings. I lived with that coming out of um you know my mother and father both left I was raised uh, by very, very dysfunctional, uh, abusive people spent some time in foster care. That's why I post these in groups that have to do with foster care for foster parents, for foster kids, for, for foster alumni. Um, because I've, I've had those feelings. I've had those experiences and I've, I've emerged successfully from those experiences because I've mined the lessons out of those. And so, one of those things is that feeling of inadequacy that nobody wants me and i'm no good and nobody's ever going to want me and i'm never going to be any good and so what i want to say about it before i toss it to you jenny uh so you can do your life coach thing with the great questions and and walking people through finding their own um, conclusions to that i just want to say that that um when i was trying to be something that i was not i truly was inadequate it wasn't just a feeling i truly was inadequate i in the, in the course of trying to find my way and trying to find my purpose in this life. I worked in some jobs where I wasn't great and it didn't matter how hard I tried or how, you know, how early I came in in the morning, how late I stayed at night, how much work I took home, um, how much I tried to learn. I wasn't built for it. So I was truly inadequate and it was, it was, um, driving me crazy I felt so bad I felt badly about myself and if I would have continued to do what I wasn't built to do I think it would have driven me into an early grave I mean I'm not joking I, I, I made myself physically ill when I made the shift and began to do what I was made to do what I was born to do I felt so much better about myself I didn't feel just adequate I didn't feel that I was enough I felt like I was, you know, all that in a bag of Doritos because when we're doing what we were made to do, we shine at it. We're great at it. So for me, there's a connection between being a people pleaser, like I'm trying to be what you want me to be, uh, or I'm phony. I'm trying to be the next, you know, fill in the blanks. I'm trying to be the next Beyonce. I'm trying to be the next, you know, uh, for an author, the next JK Rowling. I'm trying to be, no. If I'm trying to be somebody else, I'm not being who I was made to be and flowing in my genius. So I think we have to quit being phony and trying to be something we're not. I think we have to quit trying to be what somebody else wants us to be. I think we have to quit trying to um, strive to be what the world thinks or says is successful. So what do you have to say about all this, Jenny?
1: Well, I love the intro, Rhonda. I mean, we want to in- infuse people with hope, with love, with ideas, with inspiration. That's why we do it every day. And so today, like you said, we've all been in situations where we have felt inadequate. And like you said, finding your purpose and, and moving toward your purpose. You know, the bo- the embodiment of my work is always... Authentic identity when we are functioning in our authentic identity. We are adequate. Right. We are not inadequate It doesn't mean we might not have you know turned over every stone as we go to our place of impact or our our life assignment But we're equipped to do it We're not inadequate because when we're in our authentic identity We are enough and so the very end of what you said was really important I think we need to make the connections at least recognize where are the feelings of inadequacy coming from is it from our past is it from our life experiences, those kinds of things? Or is it a connection to cultural messages? Because I think there is a very strong correlation between inadequacy and cultural messages. And by that, I mean that culture oftentimes makes places that people have to compare. It's a comparison game. You know, when you watch some of these things on TV where everybody's competing and things like that, now they're not bad, but you know, the people who don't win, what are they thinking? You know, I wasn't up to this measure and this measure and this measure. And again, we have to look at, you know, cultural things and say, am I comparing myself to a cultural message instead of recognizing that I am unique and that I have everything that it takes? Or do I feel inadequate when I look at other people, when I look at the accomplishments of others, when I see the goods that other people have? Now, it's not it's not a bad thing to look up to someone who's successful or, you know, very courageous or whatever, but we still have our own identity standards to meet and and it's easy to meet them we are adequate to do whatever that is and so i think we need to make sure that we aren't harboring a lot of things from our past that when someone told us we weren't enough or made us feel that we weren't enough we have got to keep going we have to put one foot in front of the other and that's what we're encouraging people to do we're not saying it's not there we're not saying don't process it but we're saying go to your place of maximum impact work within your own identity and you'll be happy doing that So I think there is a strong correlation to what is that inadequacy connected to? Am I merely just comparing myself to other people? You know, even as spending my life as a teacher, you know, I could find myself thinking, wow, she's really good at that or he's really good at that. No, you're good at doing what you're supposed to do and you're teaching the way you're supposed to teach. And so I quickly tried to shed those feelings, you know, when I first started in my career that I was inadequate. When you first start out, it feels that way, but you're not if it's what you're meant to do. So one of the things that I have today I call it a big idea okay I have two really big ideas today okay one is I want to encourage people to disconnect from an adequate inadequacy and connect to significance okay I want people to disconnect from inadequacy and connect to significance meaning that when your feet hit the floor you say I'm significant I'm meant to be here I have an authentic identity I have a life assignment and I'm not gonna think I'm inadequate anymore. I'm not gonna listen to those voices, whether they're in my own head or the voice of someone in your environment. I am significant. I think that's huge for people to understand. I'm significant and I'm here for a reason.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm here for a reason. And my second big idea is this. I'm part of a nonprofit foundation and one of our taglines is, write your own story and don't let anyone else hold the pen. Mm, And that's huge. I think that we need good counsel and we need mentors and we need all of that, but we need to write our own stories. And so when we're, when we're created so uniquely and we have an authenticity, you know, behind us and inside of us, then we need to write our own story and our own story is fun to write. You know, where do I want to go? What do I want to develop? How do I want to proceed in my life assignment? Don't let the voices of someone saying you're inadequate, write your story.
0: If you feel like you've been set back and you're never going to catch up, let me assure you that not only can you catch up, you can emerge from tough times better than you were before. How? By accessing the character traits of successful survivors that are already inside of you. I wrote a book about it. It's called Successful Survivors, the eight character traits of survivors and how you can attain them. The reality is many of these traits are already inside of you. And the great news is that's exactly what you need in order to survive and thrive. I hope that you'll go to my website right now, ronda.org, and get your copy of Successful Survivors. That's R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G. And portions of the proceeds go to Successful Survivors Foundation. It's free shipping, and I think it's the best price you're going to find. Get your copy today. That's so powerful, Jenny. I think I'm going to be noodling on that all day long, because don't we do that? Yes. You know, the, the supervisor who, um, you know, criticized something that we did, the, the boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, who broke up with us and, you know, gave us a laundry list of everything that's wrong with us and why they had to break up with it. You know, all of it, it's, it's, it's funny how not only do we, do those words go in, but, you know, we absorb them. And if, and if they're in there and they're down in there long enough, it's like they become part of who we are. And, and it influences even, I think, when we're not even aware of it. Yeah. You know, I think,
1: yeah, we can get caught in habitual thoughts, you know, habits of thinking, you know, bad habits of doing something, you know, of a bad habit of, you know, slamming the car door or whatever. And we have to think about slamming the car door. I'm just giving a funny example, but I think we can have habitual thoughts too, of something that was planted a long time ago. And we need to flip that switch. Like we've been
0: talking about, I am enough
1: saying I am enough for this job. Right. I am enough for this assignment
0: yes so um okay so where do you let, let's say somebody's watching and and they're you know and they feel like they're not enough they feel like they're inadequate you know somebody has told them that or they somebody's actions have shown them that um it sounds to me like what you're talking about with these big ideas is that um sort of building ourselves up from the inside and and the the kind of the word picture that I get in my head is let's just take off the coat. If I think about it, you know, an old yucky, dirty, disgusting—I don't know—blanket or coat or something that's that's on me. That's that feeling that I'm not enough. That's that feeling of inadequacy. I want—I just want to get that off. I want to get that off of everybody who's watching, and and encourage them to to look at those things about them that are good like in my in my example of i've done things i've done jobs where really i was inadequate i just wasn't for example um before i started my own uh, insurance business i started out in customer service and oh lord have mercy is all i have to say about that there's it's it's so detail-oriented and it was just nearly overwhelming for me, but I have really strong work ethic. And I have what I call survivor work ethic that, um, you know, we want so badly to hear, Hey, good job. You know? And so we, we often are the best employees in the place because we're working so hard because we want to feel a sense of accomplishment. We want others to notice that we've done something good. So I would be the first one in, in the morning. I would be the last one there at night. I would take work home with me. I would work through my lunch and still I struggled because It's like trying to fit a a round peg into a square hole. It, I didn't belong in a detail oriented job, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but when I moved over into my own company and I was the one casting the vision, I had a vision of how I wanted things to go. I knew how to do those other jobs because I had done them, but was awful at them, frankly. So when I could be the leader and I had leadership skills that were in me who knew because I wasn't in leadership before and I had the ability to cast the vision for what we could do for the good that we could do for what we could accomplish and then hire people to do what I was not good at and, and celebrate them because they were so good at it. I don't have to be jealous that somebody's good at something that I'm not at. I'm grateful. Right. So when so when we get into those positions that we were really born to be in, that we were made to do, we feel so much better about ourselves. And then negative feelings of you know envy, jealousy, um, that that whole comparison. You you alluded to that earlier. I'm comparing myself to so and so. She's so great at that. I'm so awful. Therefore, I feel you know like nothing. I'm worthless because she's so good at that. No. That just means we're not we're not in a place where we're flowing in our gifts and our talents and our abilities. So you know what can we do? We can continue in those jobs because a lot of us are you know we're just blessed to have a job, right? Um, and maybe it's for a time, maybe it's for a season. And and we've all you've had you know I'm sure you have I have been in places where we didn't love to be. And it was for a season and we're supposed to learn something and then we're supposed to move on. But if if we can continue to move toward the, the goal of finding that place where we are using our natural talents, our learned abilities, our strengths, then all of that, all of that feeling, that yucky feeling of inadequacy and all of that just falls away. Those negative feelings toward other people just sort of dissolve. And, right. and we can be happy. For other people right. because we're where we're supposed to be exactly
1: and you know I think we all know it's kind of like when people have when their back is out of alignment they know it you know okay. when 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 our you know our shoulders out of alignment or something happens if you've ever had an injury like that you know something's off or if you get out of bed in the morning and say oh my legs are sore because you did a leg workout yesterday you know why they're if you, you you understand but something can feel off and so I think it's very important, like you said, I mean, I've had lots and lots of jobs over the years that were for a season to get to another place. That's very understandable. But again, our whole goal is to teach people. You have a place of impact. You have a unique life assignment that you that, that you are supposed to fulfill. And the world's waiting. We've said that over and over. The world's waiting for you to be in that perfect spot. So your question a little bit ago was, what do people do? I think we need to say, what is the cost if I stay right here? What is the cost of staying right here so I can think you know and what really struck me too Rhonda is I think when we go through seasons of change from one job to another from one city to another Mm -hmm. from apartment to a house Mm -hmm. you know or whatever those transitions are oftentimes in times of change we are kind of creatures of habit so we have a little bit of fear that we talked about Mm -hmm. and then when we're in a season of change the the curveball of inadequacy can come because we feel a little hmm You know we feel a little out of alignment there's a little bit of change but we have to understand when we step into our unique identity you know our unique assignment our, our place of impact sometimes it feels a little fun scary and we have to be willing to make the change because when we do that's where courage comes in and we go you know what if I have a specific not if because I have a specific life assignment I'm adequate so when I'm in a place of change I can't let feelings of inadequacy sneak in and make me feel out of alignment. You know, I'm shifting my body, we feel, oh, we're off. No, we get our body back in there by saying, I am. And what's the cost of staying in a place of inadequacy? You know, when I transitioned from one career to another, I wondered if I was adequate. But then I remembered everything that we always talk about. No, you are adequate. In a season of change, to move to something new and step out in faith, step out in security of doing that. Because if I count the cost of just staying and feeling inadequate, what happens? I go deeper and deeper and deeper, you know, perhaps into a depression, in, into almost a paralysis, you know, where, where, where I'm not actually doing anything. And we don't want people to go there. Okay. Yeah. We don't want others to go there. So one of my to dos is, is every day remind yourself, I'm enough. Okay. Unlearn telling yourself that you're inadequate. Unlearn. Oh, wait, that. Say that again. Unlearn telling yourself, I'm inadequate learn to tell yourself the other thing some things that we have to unlearn you know we get in a habit of of telling ourselves something unlearn i'm not going to tell myself that anymore i talk to myself a lot my husband will say who are you talking to me (laughs) unlearn that behavior because it becomes a habit and recognize you have a a really cool place to go and i think it's very important that we envision new places and spaces we want to go once we envision new thoughts and envision new places, we have new thoughts, that translates to new results, okay? New thoughts, new behavior patterns, translates to new results. And yeah. that's where we're really trying to lead people to their spectacular,
0: wonderful life assignment. Yes, absolutely. And, and I, I always think about, um, as you, when you speak, I always translate it to a you know a real life example. And the example that I have of what you just said, when I started to think about having my own business, doing my own thing. Uh, that's, that's really where my business started. My business did not start on May 3rd, 1989, the day that my corporation was approved. The The day my business started was the day I had the idea. There you go. That it was possible. Yep. Yeah. You know, to me, it's, it's kind of like, you know, is, is, uh, does life begin, you know, when the baby is born or does life begin, you know, nine months earlier and and we know because you know when when a woman is pregnant you know she goes and the and the obstetrician can hear the heartbeat and they you know have the let the mom hear the heartbeat and all that stuff. So we know that there's a living thing in there to me ideas are like that it's it's a living thing in there and i i can bring it to fruition i can birth it if you will yes or i can i can dismiss it and you know not every idea is something that we should immediately act on i mean i'm i'm an ideator so i have 72 ideas every three seconds you know i can't possibly you know act on every single idea so you you know see you weigh it out and you decide you know maybe you have an idea that's really for somebody else so you can make a suggestion or a recommendation to somebody else and maybe you just ate too many pickles last night you you know too many ideas that make no sense whatsoever so you know I, i mean really think think it through don't drop everything just because you have you know that first idea but but gosh, you know, when we do have something like that where, where it really captures our attention, like for me, the business idea, you know, it came to me and I thought about it, and there were 197,000 reasons why I shouldn't do it because it just didn't make sense, and I didn't know what I was doing, and so on and so forth. But, but I was compelled. You know, I just felt so strongly that that's what I was supposed to do. And you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a faith-based person, so I prayed about it. And, and I just, I just felt peace about going forward and doing it. And, and consequently, I built two national businesses, very successful businesses, and we helped a lot of people. And so I think that there's a dream in each one of us. Maybe it's not a business. Maybe it's writing a book, maybe it's creating a screenplay, maybe it's, um, you know, writing a a new song or forming a band, or, you know, I don't even know, but it's it's an expression of our creativity. It's an expression of who we are, but we'll never act on those ideas, those seeds, as long as we feel inadequate, as long as we feel like we're not enough. So I just wanna say today to everybody who's watching this, listen, listen to me, listen to me right now. Yes, you, you are enough. Yes, you are. And say that to yourself and begin to believe it. And then begin to act on those things that you want to try, the directions that you want to go that are uniquely your expression of creation. Jenny, is there anything you want to add before we log off? Your
1: adequacy is a tidal wave of goodness. Ooh. It's a tidal wave of, you know things that people need. They need you. Your adequacy is a tidal wave of just awesome things. It really is. And so use your adequacy, not just for yourself, because you're going to feel great, but for the people who need you.
0: Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I hope that you'll subscribe. I hope you'll share with others and and just come alongside of us in helping people to live, love, survive, and thrive. See you next time.